Praise the Lord. Let's look at some things from Psalm 72, the 72nd Psalm. Now, there are a lot of things going on in our world at this time, momentous things. We've had the situation with um, America and the steal the vote that's gone on over there. A lot of stuff. And I don't want to get into it all and comment on it all because I'd use up time. But I want to spend looking at the solution rather than looking at the problem. And I believe that what I'm sharing today is the solution. I don't want to get into it too much. But I got this message very powerfully a couple of weeks back. And uh, the reason it's taken me so long to get it out there is uh, as greatly attacked in my body. And, and I don't want to praise the devil for what he does. But sometimes we have to understand that when God gives us something, a revelation, a message, that it will be resisted. And that's something to bear in mind at this time. But anyway, I'm here, I'm giving it. And a little bit of background is necessary because I've been uh, sharing with the folks in Arise Scotland over the past while about what, what I call the John McPhee revelation or the John McPhee message. John McPhee was a pastor in the south side of Glasgow um, way back from the early days of Pentecost uh, in Scotland and he was a contemporary of guys like uh, Pastor Bill Hutchinson and other great men of that time, Pastor Murdoch and Kosaith, Pastor Turnbull in Glasgow. And uh, John McPhee's uh, congregation was uh, um, in, in the south side of Glasgow and he also the place down in Skelmerley. But they, they received revelation. And he chronicles it in uh, his, his book, uh, which uh, I managed to get a hold of some years back. And the revelation he is called the king within the king. Okay, And what it really means is that they had a vision, he and his people, of um, Scotland, Britain. Um, Britain had to make a choice. People had to make a choice. In fact, the whole earth had to make a choice between the beast system, the dictatorship of the beast system, um, or the throne of David in the earth. And of course, he they weren't part of the British-Israel movement, really. They received these revelations um, separately from that, that the British royal family were descended from the house of David, something which is believed by the royal family themselves, and that God's purpose for Britain was that Britain be governed, ruled by a king, a monarch upon the throne of Britain. And when they, when they started getting these revelations, Britain was under a king at the time. And, and you're talking about the early part of the 20th century all the way up till past the Second World War. And like uh, Rhys Howells uh, and folks like that, they were very much involved, John McFeeney's people, in really laying hold upon God for Britain to, to win the Second World War, yeah, or, or, the, or Britain to be victorious. But they, they had this vision that a monarch of the British royal house, uh, who were descended literally and physically from 
the house of David or King David himself. That uh, that king would be so sold out to Jesus, if we, we would put it, so completely and absolutely a bond slave of Christ that they would govern Britain, rule Britain, by by basically being a vehicle and an instrument for King Jesus to to reign through them, which was always really uh, the Davidic purpose, if you read uh, Psalm 89 and, of course, Psalm 72, which we're, we're going to look at. So that's the background. So they believed that a, that a, a, monarch, a king would be so sold out to Jesus, so completely, um, utterly God's man, which is what every national leader should be. But particularly here in Britain, uh, the house of Israel and the house of Judah, a king over them, a Judaic Davidic king by physical descent, not just in the spirit of it. So, that, so John McPhee and his people believe that. And of course, that's something that British Israelites would tend to go along with. No problem with that because it's very much a, a central tenet of British Israel thinking uh, and, and belief that a royal house is descended from King David. And you can go uh, and check that sort of stuff out yourself. And of course, the Stone of Destiny, which is presently up in Scotland, presently in Edinburgh Castle, though they're talking about taking it back to, to Perth, is the stone on which British monarchs are crowned and coronated um, and receive, of course, the covenant uh, or, or, or give their uh, coronation oath, a covenant between the monarch and the people, and they're anointed to carry that out. So it's exciting stuff. Now, I've also been sharing with the folks in Arise Scotland about the 100-year-old prophecy, 100-year-old just back in December there, 10th of December, of Richard McPhee, who was John McPhee's brother, and that amazing transcript that I received a number of years ago, which was held in trust for me, I was told, for decades, um, about the present move of God or the coming move of God, Depending on how you look at it, some of us think we're in it, some of us think we're just about to get in it. But what God is doing now, and, and some remarkable things about that, it's clear from that prophetic word that Richard McPhee saw that the stone of destiny, I believe, within the transcript of the prophecy, it's easy to see that he believed the stone would be in Scotland, which a hundred years ago was probably unthinkable given that it was taken uh, hundreds of years ago by Edward Longshanks down to England. Anyway. Exciting stuff, powerful stuff. But this is the thing that, that I want to get across. Let me read some scripture so that we can put this in context. This is Psalm 72, a psalm for Solomon. And really what it means when you read it is that the promises given to David for his throne would be perpetuated throughout the generations. There's an argument, I've often made this uh, statement, that you could say that as time goes on, the promises to David and his throne get actually stronger. So the same things that were promised to David, here we see some of them coming, even being expanded almost in Solomon's reign. And we could say that we could see a lot. Of, we can see a lot of this stuff in the the, the British royalty, British throne. Um, because um, of this worldwide dominion promised to David and his descendants. 
All right. Now, I'm going to just make a very quick statement. You might not believe that the British royal house is descended from David, but the principle is what's important here. In that we want a monarch, we want a prime minister, we want a president, we want a national leader to receive, in a sense, a Davidic mantle from God. Now, whether or not you believe that the British throne is literally God's um, promised recipient of these Davidic blessings or not makes no difference. If you have a, a, a leader of a nation who will give their, themselves and their nation to the Lord, I believe that, that God can bestow upon that leader blessings and um, promises that they can flow in this uh, Davidic blessing. But, but um, that's just if you're sceptical of the actual literal thing. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, because I'm not. But I believe that there are promises that non-Israelite and non-Davidic nations and leaders can walk in, um, because God's purpose in the earth is for there to be nations that become the inheritance of Jesus. And I, I believe that applies to Israel nations like Britain, America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and so on. But I believe that anybody in, their, in a nation who can stir themselves up to say, Lord, we want to be a sheep nation. And remember that God deals with nations. He deals with remnants in those nations. So you be the remnant, and God will deal with you as, he, as you purpose for your nation to be. There's, there's a, there's a co-laboring with God, and there's a codependency and a, and a relationship that God allows us to step into as fathers and leaders of nations, that he will deal with the entire nation as he will deal with you as the remnant, if you will take your place. That's exciting stuff. I'm getting off into um, other things, but it's so important. Anyway, give the king thy righteousness, sorry, give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge thy people with righteousness and thy poor with judgment. The mountains shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. Mountains always speak about governmental uh, authorities, governments, kingdoms, domains, um, places of uh, uh, places that of clear territory, state, that type of thing. So mountains could be nations, could be kingdoms, could be empires, can be uh, unions, uh, and and but it's governmental. And the little hills, of course. Well, here in Britain, we have, uh, we're a kingdom, but we also have regions and councils and local authorities and stuff. God wants these things to be, uh, to, to be in righteousness. He wants righteousness to come raining down upon them, and he wants them to be established in righteousness. He shall judge the poor of the people. He shall save the children of the needy and shall break in pieces the oppressor. A Davidic king's job is to protect the poor and the needy and the fatherless and orphans and so on. And any oppression that comes upon them, his job, or her job because we have queens, a monarch's job is to destroy anything that oppresses the poor. 
And you're not going to get that. You're only going to get that if you have fathers seated on the throne. Not rulers, dictators, tyrants, oppressors themselves, but people who are fathers to the nation. And you, we need fathers in this nation. We need Eliakims. We don't need Shebnas. We don't need mercenaries, hirelings, or people who are self-promoters, self-seekers, uh, and so on. We need people who are fathers to the nation. It's so important. But here's where I want to go with this. It says, In his days shall the righteous flourish, verse 7, and abundance of peace so long as the moon endureth. Peace is the product and fruit of righteous government, always. When you have a righteous ruler, there will be peace in the land. Because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Government, authentic government, always is always has peace. It, the two are come together. Authentic government will bring peace. Uh, and then it says this verse, wonderful verse. He shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river unto the ends of the earth. Now that's a specific geographical thing from sea to sea. Uh, is speaking about, of course, the oceans, but from the river, the river Euphrates to the end of the earth, which is, of course, the ends of the earth were always, uh, the ends of the earth were the, the British Isles and the north coastlands of Europe, where the Judai and Israelite tribes migrated after uh, the, their uh, captivities. It's important to say this, and this is why I'm, I'm, I, I must emphasize this. People say, well, that's messianic. That's about Jesus. Totally. Absolutely, completely. In its ultimate application, yes. But these verses were written to Solomon. They were written to descendants of David. They were written as a divine template and blueprint for Davidic kings and the, the dynasty of Davidic kings even. Um, to understand that this is, this is what God is saying he wants to happen in the earth through the descendants of David. So yes, Jesus one day will be seated on that throne of David. But this is God's template for Davidic kings. So you could say the British Empire fulfilled this territorially because this, this is all the way around uh, Africa. Uh, and and the seas, the British Empire ruled the seas, ruled the waves. Now, this this has to be uh, brought out here. This is God's purpose, and basically, it's saying that it's talking about how Jesus will will step into that as the ultimate fulfilment of this. But there is a historical and through time fulfillment. This is what John McPhee and his people saw. This is what uh, British Israelites have seen. Uh, but, but, but John McPhee's revelation took it to a whole new level. And that's, that's what I want to speak about today. Because he saw that the clash on planet Earth the, of ideologies would be between what he called the beast system. We call it Babylon, Leviathan, the beast Antichrist, and that that's clashing and coming against God's purposed instrument of dominion, which would be the British throne. 
And that's why we see such a backlash uh, among Antichrist people against what they call colonialism and imperialism and all that. Because they despise the purpose of God on earth. But if you read this psalm, and we don't have time to read the whole thing, read it yourself, you'll see that this is not about dominating and oppressing and being tyrannical and despotic over the peoples of the earth. This is about a system of government in the earth that just like when Jesus comes, will be liberating, will we'll, we'll break oppression, will free the poor, will we'll cause that those who are disenfranchised and oppressed and poor and, and downtrodden, that these people will be elevated. Just as the elderly church brought people, the poor when they came in, they were, they were funded, they were given uh, money so that nobody lacked among them. And all the possessions that they had, you know, uh, they didn't say they were, they were own. Now, we're not talking about socialism. Socialism and communism is the satanic counterfeit of this. This is saying that the king who rules, the monarch who is seated on Solomon's throne and David's throne and the Davidic throne, the throne of David in the earth, will be liberators of the poor and will bless them and protect them and look after them. And poor, not just necessarily economically, financially poor, but people who have no voice, people who have no military power, people who have no economic power or any voice in the earth for themselves, they don't need one because the system of government in the earth. So we, we're going to see, according to John McPhee's revelation, according to God's word, according to many things that I believe are pointing to it, we're going to see divine government in the earth. That is the very opposite of what we are seeing which is man's desperate attempt to Sam to shrug off God's word, shrug off God's commands, shrug off God's instructions, shrug off God's appointed ruler. And remember in Psalm 2, it's not just that Jesus is not the immediate application there. It's all about the Davidic throne. Now, Jesus will sit in that throne. Jesus is the ultimate ruler from that point of view. So we would call these things messianic. But their immediate application was historic, i.e. it was to take place on earth. So that's why John McPhee and his folks had this vision that they, they had of the king, King Jesus, capital K, within the, the king seated on the British throne. Now we're all kings and priests. We all have the king within us as kings. But he's talking about God's system of government. Just to cut to the chase, because we could talk about this so long. And uh, I do cover it in other things. But I'm trying to make this message just as short as, as I possibly can. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. That we must have a vision of a sold out to Jesus, Holy Ghost filled, tongue talking, uh, Bible believing, devil stomping, king or monarch upon the throne of Britain and in fact for the whole family, the whole royal house to be like. Now you might turn around and say to me, oh but they're part of the problem. Uh, look at all the conspiracy things that are going around and the, the king, the queen, uh, sorry, the, the queen and the royal house are all part of this uh, conspiracy to oppress the nations. Uh, and you say, well, you know, look at what's going on, look at, look at, look, well, let's look at Prince Andrew. allegations and all this stuff and look at all the people all the, the stuff online about how 
by the royal houses. We're not ignoring that. God has an answer to that. And it's in Zechariah. All right, so turn with me to Zechariah very, very quickly, because I want to show you this. It's so important. Zechariah chapter 13, verse 1 says this. In that day there shall be a fountain open to the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. The house of David, of course, is a reference to the Davidic royal house, the house of David. Um, and the royal family, the royal house, the British royalty, you have to say that, because Zechariah talks about the last days, he's talking about last days stuff that's going on, and he says there's going to be a fountain open. There's going to be cleansing, the, the blood of Jesus, a fountain of, of cleansing. There is a fountain filled with blood. And I believe this is a prophetic word, as do many others, that in the last days, the house of David, the royal house of Britain, is going to experience revival, repentance, revival, outpouring, cleansing, and become. And John McPhee spoke about this, and he said that, you know, back in the days when the Covenanters were being persecuted in Scotland, he says God took the testimony from the house of David and gave it to the Covenanters. In other words, they were entrusted with God's authority uh, because their heart was right with God and the Stuart dynasty in particular wasn't. But John McPhee prophesied that in these days we're living in now that God would take the testimony or the covenanters would take the testimony. Covenanters in Scotland, brothers and sisters, in our generation, 21st century covenanters, would take the testimony that was entrusted to them and give it back to the royal house because the royal house would be so right with God that it could be entrusted with it. In other words, that divine mantle of authority to rule and govern. And it would be given back to the royal house because of this cleansing. And he's talking about then that idols would be removed out of the land and so on. And that the power of God would be so great. Read it, Rechariah chapter 13. Now let's go back to Psalm 72 because there's a verse that was quickened to me and I want to just very quickly touch on it. Uh, and it says this in verse uh, 11. It, it says, verse 8, He shall have dominion from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. They that dwell in the wilderness shall bow before him and his enemies shall lick the dust. This is a promise to the British royal monarch on the throne of Britain. Um... They that dwell in the wilderness shall bow before. The kings of Tarshish and of the Isles, that's, that's the Isles that we live in, the British Isles, shall bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. Yea, this is a verse. This is a verse that God gave me that I've been battered for. All right? Because I, 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 I got this revelation from the Lord. And I, and I know this stuff. I, I, I've had this, been preaching this stuff for many years. But this was quickened to me. Verse 11 of Psalm 72. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. All kings will fall down before Solomon before or Solomon and his descendants. God's template and blueprint in the earth is buttressed by other places. Psalm 89. That, that those who sit on the throne of David will be God's firstborn, the highest among the kings of the earth. And all kings shall fall before him. And all nations shall serve him. 
Now, are we, are we getting our, uh, you know, Land of Hope and Glory, Royal Britannia, um, you know, jingoistic patriotism juices flowing here? On a very shallow level, if you stay in that level, and I think part of the problem that we've seen the decline of British imperial power, if you want to call it that, and influence and authority in the others, because we exchanged God's vision and purpose for Britain for that jingoistic, we call it natural, carnal, fleshly pomp and circumstance. God gives dominion to the humble. God gives dominion to those who he has purposed and ordained and destined to have authority in the earth. And I believe God has given authority in the earth. We'll read Psalm 89, you'll see it. God has given authority in the earth to the throne of David. The throne of David is God's instrument in the earth. Now I'm going to say two things and I'm going to kind of close with this. I don't want this to be too long. I want you to be able to absorb and process this. The first thing is, is that if John McPhee and British Israelites and others of that ilk who believe that the British throne is the uh, literal uh, descendant in the earth of the throne of David. In other words, the British royal house um, are descended from King David through the Hebrew princesses brought over to Ireland by Jeremiah uh, and, and so on and so forth. And you can go and study all that out. Then, in, in other words, if the British royal family and house and throne and sovereignty, if that's the literal uh, fulfillment and destiny, or, or, uh, uh, ancestry, if that, the ancestry of David, the house of David, is continued through the British throne, then these things matter and they're electrifying. Simple as that. Because it means then that Britain is God's purpose nation in the earth. And, I, and I'm not saying that there aren't other nations that aren't blessed of God. And I'm not saying America has no place. I don't mean that. Um, we can talk about Britain and America another time. And I believe that God has purposed right now in this horrific, dark, antichrist, Babylonian, Leviathan system that has reared its head. God has chosen five nations, Britain, America, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada to be haven nations in the earth. And there are already political alliances um, been, have been forged and continue to be formed between these nations uh, to be um, uh, an alliance in the earth. And I believe it's an Israelite alliance. And, and, and it's so clear to see that these five nations have been attacked by Antichrist forces and are presently oppressed by Antichrist governments, including here in Britain. Globalists, New World Order people, One World Government people, uh, here at the command and under the rulership of dark forces, merchants of the earth, the hidden hand, sinister globalist forces and people and organisations, our governments are in the grip of them. While we sweat, tears have grown up in our government. So a lot to pray about with that. And we're doing it and we're seeing results. 
So if John McPhee and his people and, and that British-Israelite dimension of things, if people are correct about who and what the British royal family really represent in the earth are, first of all, we need that cleansing. Because, yeah, I'm not saying there isn't darkness in a royal house. I'm not saying that some of the stuff that people are accusing some of our royals of is not accurate. I think there's maybe a lot of... Uh, Smearing goes on, but even if that's not the case, folks, even if, you know, they're, they're up to their necks in wickedness and darkness, the cleansing is what we look for and what we need to pray for. We're already told to pray for kings and those of authority. We're already commanded in First Timothy chapter 2 to pray for kings and rulers. And, 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 and of course, it's so clear. And even in this uh, uh, book here, it says that, that prayer shall be made for him continually. For, for, for who? For whoever sits on the throne of David. And it says here that men shall be blessed in him, all nations shall call him blessed. Okay, prayer also shall be made for him continually and daily shall he be praised. In other words, daily shall he be built up by the words of our mouth. We don't knock our royal house uh, and pull it down with the words of our mouth. We, we say, God save our queen. We pray that she, uh, long may she reign. Because it's not even about the person that sits on the throne. It's about the, the throne and what it represents. So if the, if this is true about the British Royal House, then we need to be getting into this stuff. And speaking it, decreeing it, declaring it, and praying it. Number two. What if it's not true? Um, what if it's just, you know, these things aren't accurate? There's a sense in which it doesn't really matter. Because these are still things that we should be praying for our rulers and leaders anyway. You might not be British. You might have a, a, a first minister or a president or a chairman or something that runs your country. But these are still things that we need to pray we all want our nations to be uh, Israel nations in the earth, in the sense of that they are nations, that, sheep nations that God blesses and ordains and gives a purpose to and uses for his purpose uh, for the whole world. My, my position is very clear. I believe that the British Royal House is the House of David. So number two is not really a, a, an option for me. But the point is this, we are still commanded to pray for our national leaders, our national rulers, and I believe it's incumbent upon us to go before God as kings and priests, as intercessors for our nation, and ask for God's hand to be in our nation, for God to cleanse our nation of wicked rulers, bring down antichrist systems and governments in our nations, and cause that our nation be blessed. Now, most of people watch this are probably going to be uh, in, in Britain, America, or those types of nations, I would imagine. So these are these are important matters to us. But regardless of what nation you're in, believe God for your nation. But I just want to very quickly close with this. I believe these things. I believe that this is God's template for the British nation, kingdom, and people. And I believe we need to uphold the throne of David in the earth. 
by our prayers. John McPhee said it very clearly. Are you for the beast system and dictatorship and tyranny and oppression, all that stuff, or are you for the house of David in the earth? And he said that there'll come a time everybody will need to make that decision. That time is upon us. I've been preaching John McPhee's stuff for years, and in times where you thought, well, do we really need to make that decision? Do we see the beast system so clearly? Not really. We see it as clear as anything now. And we're living in times where we're going to see it more. But we can do something about it. And we must do something about it. And so it's so important, please, if you, if you, uh, if you don't have my little book, Speak to the Nation. In fact, please hold on. Speak to the Nation. Amen. Uh, prayers, decrees and declarations to turn Britain around from the path it's on, uh, a Babylonian path, even coming out of the EU was wonderful, but we've, we've come out of the EU straight into plague, straight into horrible stuff. But we can turn our nation around, and we must, uh, by prayer, by decree, by de declarations, biblically-based declarations that will change the destiny, or more importantly, not change our destiny. Our destiny is already purposed in God. But change where we're going just now, back to God's destiny. For Britain, it's upon you and it's upon me. Let's do it. The Lord bless you.